Hipster Bricks by Denver Day. The Cost of Doing Business. Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century. Or It Takes Money to Make Money. Number 34. <coughs> we gave up decaf diner poker about four in the morning. There would be plenty of time for more of that in our bright and gaping future. This time, Red went to her house and I went to mine. I closed the curtains and worked at my desk until about seven, then I was up again about eleven to wash it and move it out to catch Mary Sam, leaving her morning shift. I did find a type communication from Red, still in the typewriter reading. <clears throat> people come and people go, but friendship is forever, and a closing door opens all others. Show up and work whenever you like, with me. And friends at Londoner. Yours, Red Chelsea. P.S. Are you getting the dagger or the lady with the torture tattoo? Silly, I thought. I don't think those are my particular cards. Life has a big deck, but never say never, they say. Sam spotted me and removed her apron before the door closed behind me. Hello, Sam, I said. Hello, Rooster, she said. Shall we? And off we went through the Denver air on the Denver pavement. A ten-minute walk later, and we were inside a body ink studio of her choosing. These guys sober? I asked. Yep, she said. You have something in mind? I asked. Affirmative. I have an appointment. In fact, she sat in one of the operating chairs, and the staff began to prepare her session. I couldn't see any other ink on her body but she was wearing clothing. She shucked her trousers, revealing legs which were white on rice and her women's sports briefs. The doctor began his go at her. Apparently, the plan was a red, twisting candy stripe on her right leg, about a third of an inch thick, spiraling from just above the knee, round the leg, right up to the cheek. Off they went to the races. Another one of the staff was free and offered to give me some unscheduled time in the chair I sat and I thought, right Stein on my neck, I said. Really, the lady said. No, ma'am. I said, not really. But really, I would take this. And I pulled a small notebook out of my back pocket and sketched quickly for the doc, then handed it to her. Okay, where do you want it? She asked. I gestured and dropped my trousers also. She put an octagonal trump on the back of my left thigh, containing a priestess of wands an all deliberate color so who are you i asked sam as we completed our afternoon brandings sitting there with an earshot of one another more or less side by side that is the only question isn't it she said to me she was a very familiar woman aesthetically but i've already gone on about that as to why. Yes, it is capital, as far as such things go. If one actually cares who they are and what, I said, answer me. I am here. It is now with you, she said. This much seems true, and as much as these things are what they seem. Who are you and what? We are not really here. These bodies are a contrivance, and we're being hustled. Uh, but the odds are in our favor, I said, or in the favor of those like us. How's your credit? I prefer to deal in cash, she said. I walked her home and hung out over there for the afternoon. We yeah, chilled out in her book-filled den and 
We burned incense. About five, I went home and re-prepared for the public house. I got there at about 6.30. Evening crowd came and went. There was a lot of food ordered. As that rush settled, the later crowd respectfully resumed its movement through the local cosmos. Chelsea came to visit about 11. Your drop is downtown-ish. Not far from here, actually. On this night, if you're ready, she said. Okay, I agree. That's fine. I'll I'll walk out of here about 2.30 and can get right on it. I have a briefcase for you. I'll put it in the middle of uh, middle office. It's It'll be locked. Here's the key, she said, pulling a small, shiny object from her front pocket. She gave me instructions as to the location of the job and stayed to chat until about 1 in the morning. Londoner closed at 2, and I tidied up my area, cashed out, and retrieved the case from the middle office. Red's directions were to be were to a parking lot in front of a shopping center about a 10-minute drive from my apartment. I walked home and got my car, my forty-four Magnum revolver, which I holstered under my coat. It was much cooler than any late October morning one might encounter in Phoenix. The lot was empty because all of the businesses it served apparently kept just regular business hours. And that's good news in terms of community management, let me say. There are a couple of cars at the west end of the lot, about halfway between the street and the storefronts. I parked about ten yards away from them, recognizing uh, one uh, of them as the contact vehicle as described by Red Chelsea. I had checked the briefcase's contents. It indeed contained a lot of coconaya, several bricks of it. I expect those are kilos. I sat for a minute in my vehicle before stepping out of it to let a little calmness permeate the scene. I could see one person in the driver's seat of the contact vehicle, and there was a wave. I walked over with the case, and the window rolled down, and I handed the case over. He didn't open it, but put it in the seat next to him. I pulled out the revolver and shot him in the head. 